Hey, hey, hey. Hello, everybody. Today we have Caleb with us, who is founder of a app, a product called Stoa. He's going to tell all about it and also how does he manage his day. Hey, Caleb, welcome to Millman Podcast. Thanks for having me. Hey, great. So, Caleb, to start with, maybe in a minute or two, uh, do you want to tell everybody uh, what do you do? Who are you as a person? Sure. Yes. My name is Caleb Monsferos. I'm in the Bay Area. I'm the founder of a Think of it as a philosophical meditation app called Stoa. And I've also worked as a software engineer at a number of startups uh, in the Bay Area um, and have a background in academic philosophy. Got it. What is Stoa? Yeah, so Stoa is a meditation app that's grounded in the philosophy of Stoicism, which is an ancient Greek and okay. Roman philosophy. Okay. okay. Yep, it's a philosophy that was developed with ancient Greece and Rome, adopted by a number of famous types from Seneca, who was an advisor to the emperor of Nero, to Marcus Aurelius, who was an emperor. And there's a lot of very useful insights and practices to the philosophy, so much so that it has been um, a key inspiration for a lot of modern psychotherapy. So what this app does is it provides those practices, resources uh, to the to the ancient philosophy of Stoicism. Got it. Uh, so, uh, could you just help me explain a bit? So, for example, I read uh, uh, Seneca's letter from a Stoic, and uh, what I realized from that was probably those were life lessons or maybe some practices that you can develop o- over your lifetime uh, to stay at peace. Uh, how does meditation look um, or fit into this picture? Uh, is meditation uh, towards helping people practice those things or is meditation, or maybe I'm just misunderstanding meditation because uh, what I understand with meditation is closing your eyes, sitting down, controlling your breaths. Uh, so just if you can help me understand what, how exactly does it work? Yeah, so think of it as a number of guided contemplative exercises. Standard mindfulness meditation is one of those exercises. What okay. Um, people like Seneca advise are doing things like regularly reflecting, thinking about where you acted with virtue, where you could have um, acted better and what you'd like to do next. And that's one kind of contemplative exercise where you can sit down and in a rigorous and disciplined way, think through what went well, what you'd like to improve and do this in objective matter and decide what you'd like to commit to next. You can also use mindfulness. You can also use mindfulness meditation as a way to practice the stoic okay. discipline. So focusing on the breath is an excellent okay. way to get a sense of how your thoughts are just that thoughts. They're not um, the immediate, uh, you know, representation of objective reality. They're not automatically true. Got it. So uh, if I understand it correctly, if I start using uh, Stoa application, uh, I would be made to, to think about things and just reflect on those things. So the question, so somebody could be speaking in my ears, uh, helping me to go through all of those reflections. Is that it? Yeah, there's a number of different exercises and that's one of them. So thinking through okay. this, these kinds of reflections, doing mindfulness type meditations. Um, Stoics had another practice called the view from above, which okay. you can think of as picturing your place and time and space. And um, there's an associated meditation practice with that. Um, yeah, so that's that's part of it. And then there's also a number of conversations with experts 
from philosophers to psychotherapists to venture capitalist types on the, on the, on the app. This is interesting. Yeah. Uh, how did you stumble upon this idea? I mean, why did you start building Stoa? Yeah, that's a great question. Ultimately, it's because it's something I wanted to exist. So I've used a number of mindfulness-based apps, and I wish there was one with a stoic framing because that's a philosophy that I found exceptionally useful. Okay. Um, and it occurred to me that, you know, I was probably in a pretty good position to build it. And if I wanted to exist, I should just make it um, since I have both some background in programming and philosophy. Also, so, you built it yourself? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's oh, right. nice. Uh, okay, so, uh, and so you were saying, so, okay, so again, I'm just being curious, uh, reading something about stoicism is different from using this app. Is that right? Yeah, I think this, you can do both, of course, and I would okay. advise people to do both. I think that it's similar to where if you want to immerse yourself into philosophy, you might listen to podcasts, mm -hmm. might read books, you might do exercises. And what Stoa does is it helps give you some of the theory, if, if that's what you're curious and you, know, you can listen to experts okay. and to snippets there, oh. but also have a practice around regularly uh, meditating or learning about and thinking about how you will apply these ideas to your life. Got it, very interesting, very cool. Uh, and when, when was the first time you stumbled upon Stoicism? And how, how, mm -hmm. how did it happen? Yeah, well, the first time I stumbled upon it was <clears throat> probably an undergrad when I was studying philosophy. I read a philosopher named Epictetus. He has a handbook, which is um, essentially some of his biggest hits in terms of ideas. Okay. Uh, so I read that in undergrad and it actually didn't speak to me very much at the time. Okay. Um, but later I came back through the trader and philosopher type, Nassim uh -huh. Taleb, to read the book Anti-Fragile. Uh -huh, uh -huh. This was probably around 2014, 2015. And at that time, I realized, oh, there's actually quite a lot of value in the Stoics who he mentions in that book. Got it. And, and went back to reading Seneca, the letters okay. he mentioned, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Yep. And yep. yeah, it was ex um, yeah, very important, very important for me. Oh, um, we could, and uh, for uh, how long have you been building this uh, product store? Yeah, so I launched it in the at the end of 2018, sort of for my own use, and then ramped up uh, the content and this sort of thing towards okay. the end of uh, 2019, uh, and launched it uh, on product hunt in 2019, and that's when that's when people started using it on a regular regular basis. Interesting. And how's the feedback? In general, it's pretty good. You can check out our reviews on the App Store and Play Store. A lot of people okay. find it a helpful way to learn about the philosophy if they weren't familiar with it before. If they are more of an intermediate type, then this provides a, a very clean way for them to regularly practice and think about the ideas. Got it. So uh, most of your users already were aware about stoicism and they just wanted to practice that or uh, do you also started getting users who never heard about stoicism? They just wanted a new meditation technique. Typically people, users have heard about stoicism at least once. Maybe they've read an article okay. or a friend mentioned it. So uh, occasionally they've, you know, maybe come to it completely cold, but for the most part, they have some familiarity with the philosophy. They've heard about it. They roughly know that it's, you know, some ancient 
Greek and Roman thing. Uh, and maybe that's Got it. it. <laughs> but, okay. and they would like to learn more because it's been useful to so many people. Um, Got it. Yeah. Got it. So, so basically, if uh, somebody who doesn't have much idea about stoicism can still make uh, you, uh, use of your application and then find some value in it. Yeah, absolutely. The way it's structured is in terms of programs and the initial programs are introductory. So they will introduce the key stoic ideas without assuming any background and introduce some of the key stoic uh, practices um, that are in the app. Fantastic. Do you meditate? I do, yes. And yeah, so uh, I when, when and for how long? So I typically do it in the morning for about 10 to 20 minutes. Okay. And that usually looks like listening to one of the guided meditations in Stoa or doing a timed meditation in silence. Okay. 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 So the timed meditation in silence basically is just to uh, pay attention to your breaths. Yeah, I'll typically do that style of meditation of paying attention to my breath. Got it. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Caleb, uh, what does a typical day look like? I mean, you begin your day probably uh, uh, by, medita- by meditating. Uh, what happens throughout the day? What time do you get up? What time do you wrap up your day? Uh, how do you find balance between your personal life, work, everything that demands your attention? Sure. Well, I'll give you the list. So basically I I wake up um, and will if I'm eating breakfast that day, we'll eat breakfast first. That's the first thing I do. Okay. Um, And then I'll move to probably checking my emails at some point, (laughs) meditate, write for about 20 minutes or so, and then hop into whatever I want to work on for the day. Got it. The way and I structure my day, oh, go ahead mm-hmm. and ask, ask your No, question. no, go on, go on, go on. Okay. I think so you way, were answering my question. The way, so the way I structure the work day, as it were, is mm-hmm. in terms of a concept called work cycles. Okay. Where I will spend 50 minutes working and then take about a 10 minute break. Okay. And before each work cycle, I want a clear idea of what I want done. And after each work cycle, I'll spend just a handful of minutes thinking about what, how well things went and what I would like to do next. Oh, and uh, okay. So I'm curious, are you able to break down every task within 50 minute tasks, smaller tasks? Now tasks will bleed over. Okay. That certainly happens. Um, Not every task is a 50 minute task. So tasks are interrupted, which has, there's some initial costs associated with that, but in general, it's like the phenomenon where if you stop writing something and then interrupt it, you're keen to start it up again. And typically that's, okay. that's what happens to me and interrupting is, is fine. Um, so break. And, but, but you, okay, go on. Yeah. And, and this is enough of a discipline or a practice for me that I think I probably have some minor minor clock expecting a expecting a rest. And and you always make sure that you at least take ten minute break after every fifteen minutes. If something is bleeding over, still you take a break. Is that it? Yeah, I mean it's probably something like ninety percent of the time I'll take a break. There are some okay. times where you know I get too and, focused or. And how many work cycles do you do in your day? Probably between eight or ten. Eight oh or 10 wow! Work cycles a day. You are able to fit in eight or eight or ten. Oh wow! Okay, so. 
how do you stay productive in all of those eight to eight to ten? Is it something related to meditation or um, just some discipline uh, that you have built over time? Part of it's probably practice. It's something I've done for um, probably at least since 2018. I've had this this kind of pattern. Okay, that's part of it. Um, the other parts. This is probably just not so helpful, but. It's general uh, tendency to focus and want to be uh, feeling like I'm doing something worthwhile. Work cycles is one of one of one way to do that. And then okay. that does have breaks broken into it. So I know a number of people will work for three to four hours straight or something like this, or do something close mm -hmm. to working for three to four hours straight. Yes. Often yeah. when people re report that they're working, they're not uh, as you know completely focused, but. Uh -huh. That that can really make one pretty exhausted if you don't take a break even between the two hour points or one hour points and the ability to just get up, get some water, walk around, go outside, take a quick walk around the block. Pretty important. Uh, I I so, yeah. agree. I agree. So uh, and so for example, so if you fit in eight to ten work cycles, it means eight to ten hours of work every single day. And then probably you have some little bit of morning routine. Uh, uh, then probably you'll have a little bit of lunch time and dinner time. What time do you wrap up your day? What time do I get up? Uh, what time do you wrap up your day? I mean, call it a day. Yeah. So I have I wake up somewhat early, and I'll call things somewhat early as well. Usually at nine p.m. So okay. most days are done by nine p.m. Some days will be done earlier if I have um, if it's date night with my partner. Uh -huh. That'll finish it uh, 6 p.m. But okay. typically the day ends at 9. Got it. And once the day ends, you directly go to bed or do you have any night routine to make sure the next day is planned well? Um, I'll read. I'll okay. do that. I'll have an evening check-in, which is related to the stoic exercise okay. I mentioned earlier. I'll think about what went well through my day, what could have gone better, and then what I'd like to do tomorrow. Got it. Um, yeah. And, it and then, then it, go on. yeah, so in terms of the tools, what that looks like precisely is I have work cycles written down and I use a tool called Rome. I've also used Google Sheets in the past for this. Okay. I prefer Rome, but Sheets is fine. And then just, I can go through and look through all my notes from what I've worked on and just use that to populate what went well notes and use those same notes to populate what went better and then uh, decide what I like to do tomorrow. Um, use that. So, I'll, I'll use to do us as well. So those, those two things make up the, that got practice. It. Uh, so you plan the day the night before. Yeah. I have an idea of what I want to do. Okay. Okay. So basically before. go. Okay. So basically you wake up with an idea of the day, but you plan each work cycle just before the work cycle begins. Is that it? Yeah. So it's a little bit of an interesting framing that we started here. I guess we started with what my day looks like, but okay. uh, the tasks that I want to do for the week is something I've thought about over the weekend. So th okay. those will be stored in Todoist calendar. Um, and that will also, you know, inform what I will be doing the next day. Uh, Got it. Uh, so I guess one thing, one way I like to think about this sort of reflection sure. cycle is it's, um, well, it's a little bit fractal. So you can think about, you have this one unit of a work cycle and 
you'd work for 50 minutes, take a quick break, very briefly think about what went well and what went better for a small period of time. And then a larger spend, maybe spend a little bit more time, five minutes at the end of every day, think about what went well, what went better. Uh, and okay. then over the weekend, spend still an even larger amount of time thinking about what went over, over the week, what you'd like to do for the next week and so forth. And then um, I do something similar for a month. Oh, wow. And, and then you repeat this for every time scale, month, six months, year, decades. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. I haven't quite figured out how to do this for decades well, but <laughs> I can do it reasonably well for years. I mean, I haven't been around for that many decades, but Got it. Uh, it doesn't feel like when I do that practice, it's actually too informative. Got it. And, the, year, um, the yearly is very useful. Got it. And do you use any tools to plan your day, uh, some to-do lists, uh, calendar, anything? Or is it just Rome? It's Rome, a tool called Todoist, which is a basic to-do okay, yes. list app, and then my calendar. And your calendar, okay. Uh, uh, is it possible for you to share how exactly do you use Rome to plan your day? Is it just you put down, jot down all the bullet points that you want to accomplish or there, there's a template that you, or there's a routine that you follow in Rome? Yeah, so I have an article on my website called How I Use Rome at kalebontaveras.com. Okay. So I'll plug that quickly if you want more detail. But sure. the basic idea is I have a template for the different work cycles. Those are each bullets. And then um, I have a, at the very top of the page, a block that has my weekly goals and okay. you know tie that to what I'd like to be doing for the day. And then also have right. at the very end this evening reflection check-in, right. yeah. Okay, so now my question is, um, so probably if something makes to um, the list in Rome, it'll be part of a work cycle the next day. So my question is, when you're a founder, there are hundreds of things trying to take uh, your attention. Uh, everything seems like everything is on fire. Uh, how do you pick and choose where do you spend your time on? And how do you say no to things? Yeah, that's a good question. So let's see. So I guess there's sort of the question about whether you'll do something at all. And then there's also questions about when you'll do particular tasks. Mm -hmm. So for the first one, whether you'll do something at all, it's just a matter of different frameworks here, of course, but okay. a matter of trying to get a sense of how valuable it will be to do, whether you can, and often it's pretty uncertain how valuable things might be. So in which case you might want to think about, okay, if you do it, will I at least get new information about what else might be worth doing, whether okay. this is a you know useful feature, whether this person uh, is someone we'd like to work with, this sort of thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's, how, I feel like a pretty abstract answer, but a yeah. useful yeah. beginning framework. Yes, but how do you actually evaluate something is useful or not? I mean, um, is it just a guess or maybe some, some practice maybe? For example, uh, if you get, um, say, 10 requests to do podcast or interviews, do you have a system, hey, if um, this is the case, then I'll say yes. If this is the case, then I'll say no. Uh, do you have any system to say yes or no to things? Or is it very subjective based on everything? Yeah, I think part of it is there might be rules related to a project. So I have a particular project, STOA, and I think that there's, I have a way of evaluating whether things are okay. useful for pursuing the goal of helping people 
learn about uh, useful ancient philosophical practices and apply that to their life to become more resilient, more, more virtuous and so forth. That's how I think about that. So then everything that I am doing related to that project should feed into that goal. Okay, okay, go ahead. And then part of that project is letting people know about Stoa. So if I'm thinking about podcasts, maybe there's a request to go onto a Stoic podcast. Typically that's gonna be worthwhile so long as the, the my next, there's a, a useful time to do it. Um, Got it. Got it. Do you uh, sometimes say yes to things where you will not get anything out of it, but somebody uh, on the other end might find it useful? Let's see. I mean, I try to. Th- it seems like it pays off to be honest here. So, I mean, I might just do something because it's fun. Um, let's see. Let me just think if I can think of a concrete case where, I mean, I'm pretty responsive to email. And if someone has a question that I think is a well-formed question, then I would be happy, usually typically happily answer that, whether that has to do with philosophy, startups, writing. Um, and in general, I think it pays to, so the, in the end, this, I guess this seems somewhat selfish, but I want to live into a world in a world where I can ask people questions be responsive in the past people have been uh, exceptionally responsive to cold emails uh-huh. i think it's still underwritten like how valuable uh, yes. well written or underrated how valuable and well written cold email is people who you might think are otherwise quite busy will sometimes respond to them and that's great so i'm glad that other people do that um, and they've done that for me and that's something i'd like to do for other people as well fantastic um so uh, i think that's that's a that's a good example of uh, an answer to your question absolutely circling back to your work cycles have you ever felt um how do i say uh burned out or have you ever felt um some days that you are just not want to start the day maybe you'll just take a day off uh how does it feel like uh what did what do you do to get out of it yeah so i'll typically take a much longer break over the weekend um in part to prevent this because i don't it's usually i can follow my work cycle schedule for about six days uh, okay. a week and then break that up for one in part just because there'll be too much fatigue and um you know sometimes when you wake up and you feel like not doing anything it's worth checking in whether there are beliefs that are influencing you there like maybe your project isn't worthwhile or whether it's something more rudimentary like you're tired and the fact that you're tired is influencing uh, your assessment of your work. Um, There's that. Uh, Something I think related here is, often I feel like burnout is a little bit too broad of a category. You have this ideas related to fatigue. Typically my experience is that people are not there might be some differences uh, here, but my experience is for the most part, people don't work themselves to the point where, oh, they're too tired all the time. And usually there's something a little bit more fundamental there. Okay. Uh, work can prevent you from interacting with other humans in a fruitful way. And uh-huh. often I notice that if I'm not doing that enough, if I don't have enough strong relationships at a particular time, that, uh, will result in me being less help, happy. Uh, and in general, it's uh, 
something that one needs to be intentional about okay. because it can, be, it can be easy to get sucked into something for a few months and then, re, you know, look up and realize that oh, I haven't checked in with a number of people. And that's, that's, I think that's something pretty, that's pretty important to, pretty important to do. Uh, keep in mind of, if you're the kind of person who likes to dive into things and then you might realize that you need to be more intentional about, about relationships. And that's something I've had to realize over time. Absolutely. Uh, recently, have you formed, formed any new habit? Not maybe not necessarily necessarily recently. Uh, any last habit that you have developed intentionally? So one related ha- habit is I have this idea of not wanting to consume irrelevant media and okay. irrelevant media is anything that does not pertain to any of my immediate projects like STOA, learning about ancient philosophy, ancient wisdom, or startups or something like this. So an okay. example of this might be politics, very clean example. Uh, uh-huh. And I decided that I want to stop paying attention to particular political debates because it seemed like a worthwhile experiment. And in the okay. past, I've noticed that I think a lot of my consumption around political news uh, didn't make me, I didn't learn that much, most likely. And in general, took up too much mental bandwidth around like what's actually important. So it can feel important initially, but for the most part, if I look back at consuming news, it wasn't so important. So got it. What I decided is that I would track how often I look at irrelevant media and start with doing it twice a day. So okay. two irrelevant articles or maybe an irrelevant short podcast or something like that. That's it. <laughs> and then I did that for a week. Next week, okay. break it, move it just to one. And that's uh-huh. currently where, where I'm at is I'll let myself read something that's related to politics uh, maybe once uh, okay okay once a day or listen to a podcast uh, got it and uh, does it happen that maybe you're not consuming uh, these kind of uh, media but uh, somebody in your vicinity maybe some of your friends just start talking about it and then you find yourself in part like participating in the debate yeah how how do you control it yeah interacting with others is fine so okay yeah, I don't mind if my friends are talking about it or I'll be happy to interact with someone who wants to talk about it. Oh, okay. But I think this is mostly for uh, my own consumption, yeah. Got it, got it. Okay, so let me ask you something fun. Uh, do you feel some days that probably you'll have, you have 15, 20 minutes just to kill time, maybe you're waiting for something. Uh, if there is some sort of these kind of phases uh, in the day, what tools or websites do you go on to just kill time? Or what else do you do if not websites? I'll often listen to uh, podcasts or audiobooks. Okay. So right now that listens to listening to that, that amounts to listening to an audiobook or podcast um, that uh-huh. fitting in with my earlier habit is relevant. So it'll be something related to ancient history, maybe startups okay. or okay. Um, philosophy. Uh- Got it. Uh, uh, and do you have any websites where you like hanging out and it seems maybe it seems like work, but not really work. So good ex- examples could be Twitter, Product Hunt, 
where if you just land on them on the on their pages uh probably 20 minutes are just gone like that do you have any websites where you often go to just kill time yeah i i don't i actually used to do this with twitter i don't do that anymore with twitter okay um let's see i feel like if i'm in the killing time mood mm-hmm. i'll often try to maybe if i if it's possible go on a walk okay okay and think alone listen to something as i mentioned previously or try to interact with someone if i have enough time i think okay. one maybe one uh recent app that's somewhat useful for this is clubhouse so okay i think okay. <laughs> clubhouse can have it's basically a social media audio app uh-huh. and that you can have some useful inter- interactions with people in some of the smaller smaller rooms there um and that's something I, i have done oh absolutely yeah. this is fantastic so uh, do you have any sort of taste like kind of what kind of rooms do you hang out on are these mostly about startups technology engineering or just life philosophy yeah mostly i think so in clubhouse there are some very large rooms and it can be okay. fun to yes. hop in into those and join but for the most part it doesn't seem that much more valuable than listening to a, po- a podcast that you've already selected Mm-hmm. uh like jumping into a large room it's sort of like listening to a random podcast uh okay and so the expected value of that is once you know it's going on not so high but the yeah. uh having friends and people who follow you that you can jump into a room with that have started mm-hmm. maybe something that where there are five or 10 people or something like that so those can be quite okay. quite good um and so i would if you're thinking about clubhouse mm-hmm. I would join with friends and find people who have like very specific overlapping uh-huh. interests with and chat to them for a bit Got and it. I found that my network grows quite a bit. So for me that looks like ideas related to stoicism of course, um ideas related to people who are interested in effective altruism uh and the pen chats with people who I wouldn't have met otherwise. Uh, Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, so um I want to know something which might be a little personal to you. I'll share my routine. So some days if I'm just not feeling a little creative. So probably my creative juices are not flowing and I still need to get something done. So probably there's something urgent on my plate, maybe there's some deadline. I have to get some creative done, creativity uh, uh come out of myself, but uh, I just do not have enough creative juices flowing. I just feel like dragging. So what I usually do is I just uh I'll start looking finding for any puns on the internet about any word uh that somehow pushes me into that creative zone that I can at least get the thing done maybe I will not be as creative as I'm usually uh, am but it will at least help me get this thing done uh so whenever you feel a little bit of out of creative juices uh how do you get something done do you just defer it to some other day or do you somehow get through it and if yes then how actually do you get through it Yeah, it's a good good question. So I think going on walks is useful for that okay. for me. Mm-hmm. Um listening to music okay can be exceptionally useful for that. Uh-huh. I don't typically listen to music when I work, but if I'm maybe feeling a little bit more tired than usual or okay. Feel like I'm stuck on something, it can be helpful. 
Okay. Okay. Got it. So music yeah, so helps and walk helps. Things. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And so do you combine these two things, listening to music on the walk or do you do these things separately? Usually separately. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. I just assumed that you would be listening to music on the walk. I mean, uh, isn't that uh, 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 double bonanza? Yeah, yeah. It might be too much of a party. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I, I mean, of course, I'll listen to music while walking sometimes, but okay. yeah, I think it violence. All right, Caleb. So we are towards the end of this interview and what I call uh, a magical question. I ask this to all the guests on the podcast. So if somehow magically you got an additional hour every single day for the rest of your life, how would you spend it? Yeah, what a great question. I guess I would like to spend it with friends. I, I'd okay. like to spend it working on projects that I think are engaging, worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, that's, that's probably the short, short answer in general. I think I want, it's important to me to have meaningful relationships and meaningful projects. And I try to fill out that extra hour with, with those. So whether that's spending time with my friends, partner, family, certainly do, if I had that additional hour, I'd love to, love to do that some more. Um, and then on days when that doesn't work out, continue hacking on, hacking <laughs> on another project. Fantastic. Fantastic. Do you have more than one projects going on at, at a time? Or do you just focus on one thing at a time? I focus probably on at least two things at a time. So there's right now there's Stoa and then there's um, also working for another startup. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so, or maybe I've done consulting and that sort of thing in the past. Whether or not that's something I should do is an open question, but that's, that's what I feel <laughs> okay. uh, generally naturally. naturally uh, fantastic, fantastic. That, that style. Thank you so much, Caleb. Uh, if anybody wants to follow along your journey or get in touch with you, what's the best way? Plug anything. Feel free to plug anything. Yeah, feel free to email me at Caleb M. Ontiveros. That's O-N-T-I-V-E-R-O-S at gmail.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter. You can check out Stoa at stoameditation.com. Okay. Um, I'd be happy happy to be in touch. Um, and also just want to note that uh, great work with uh, Mailman. It's uh, hey, thank also you so useful much, Caleb. I didn't spend so much time mentioning thank you so much caleb everybody if you're listening to this uh, on a podcast you can find all of these the, uh, the caleb's links in the show notes and if you're reading i mean you can i'm sure you can just see the links very good Great. thanks for having me thank you so much caleb uh, i'll just stop recording right now perfect and then probably we can